say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to another episode of Doubly Negative. Not as always, but I'm Chris here with my friend Kyle, who is now a criminal. Kyle, how are you doing? What are you talking about? You on the run? Is that why you came to the United States? What are you talking about? Well, in Bali, it is illegal to have premarital sex now. And I'm not sure if you framed this whole trip as some sort of mental health journey, when in reality, it's you're trying to avoid the gun. <laughs> yeah, I guess this news story got some traction, huh? A few people sent this to me. Where did you see it? I just saw it on Reddit. It was some sort of world news Reddit. And mm. they were talking about how it's illegal to have premarital sex in Indonesia now. I think it was already um so you've been breaking the law is what you're saying no i never had sex oh, oh okay no i never i would never do that no not premarital no i i just wouldn't do it anyway it's gross yeah it's disgusting yeah um i'm pretty sure it was illegal anyway i'm not i'm not sure but anyway i, I still don't think it's going to be a big deal for anybody i think it'll be one of those things where they'll use it to fuck you if they really want to yeah but um they're not gonna go searching door to door yeah i don't know <laughs> they just find a condom wrapper in your trash and they throw you on the ground yeah yeah um well i did hear a story like that i think i, I might have told you this already but it's a, it's a secondhand story i can't verify it or anything but i knew some guy who told me about he knew some guy or no actually no it's, it's a little closer than that i know who told me and he told me that his friends were in a less populated province of indonesia and they were with their girlfriends. So it was two guys and two girls living together, uh, two foreigners, two white guys, two Indonesian girls. And they did get some attention from the locals. And one night they got a knock on their door. They go into the door and there's a bunch of locals outside and they're holding up condoms that they did find in the trash can. That's a bit, that's fucking wild. And they're telling them, like, you're not allowed to do this. And it's a uh, it's it's a Muslim thing. It's an Islam thing. Um and that's why I don't, I don't think also like Bali is so so Indonesia Bali is the one place in Indonesia that's predominantly Hindu. Um Hindus are very chill. They're like Buddhists, they don't give a fuck. Muslims are not. Um by and large, <laughs> they care. No comment. <laughs> generally they generally they care quite a lot more than Hindus. And um that's why I think these people were in a little bit of hot water from what I understand they got out of it no problem. They just had to leave. But um, who knows? Maybe maybe now it's worse. Maybe now they would go to jail. I don't know. But either way, I'm not too worried about it because I don't do that because sex is gross. Disgusting. Um, so someone was I, I read one of the comments on the thread and they were saying this is the kind of law they put in place so they can like kind of fuck over political opponents or like you said, if they want to get you on something. Well, guess what? We know this guy's having sex and he's not married. Exactly. And that was one of the first things I said to Tika. Um, Has she taken the news? She's also not into it, sex. So, okay. yeah, we're all cool with it. But I was saying, yeah. like, this would be a cool way to rip people off. Imagine this, dude. Imagine if you're an Indonesian chick, right? Um, or a guy. You Because you could use this on both sides. But let's, Indonesian chicks have it easier, right? So you, you, you open a Tinder. You invite guys over. They come over, you chat with them for five minutes, and then you have a guy friend knock on the door, pretending to be a cop. You don't have to pretend that hard, no. but just basically yell, say this is against the law, blah, 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 and then demand payment. You're going to scam a lot of guys that way. 
That's in Cockman. <laughs> in Cockman. Yeah, I, I try to think of something on the spot. I don't know if it works, but it works. It took me a second, yeah. but yeah. Imagine if the cops just like sent prostitutes out and they were just getting guys have it could be a sting operation. Yeah. That's scary. But on to other news. I just kind of wanted to bust your balls about that. Kyle and I had a good morning. We went, we watched the um the World Cup final. As you know, it started at 10 a.m. We were at a brewery. We had a couple beers. And then we went completely opposite directions. Kyle went and played pickleball. I came home and took a nap. Kyle, how are you feeling? Well, I want to point out you had the worst excuse I've ever heard for getting out of something. No, I uh, had diarrhea. I really did. But, dude, there's a bathroom there. But this was my second bout with it today. Mm. I went. I was leaving the house, and mm. Michelle can vouch for me. I walked back in. I went, poop just hit me like a ton of bricks. I got to go take care of this. Normally, I'd let you off the hook, but I'm not going to this time because at the brewery, after you've already had diarrhea, purportedly, mm-hmm. you said you still might be into it, and you noted that you had clothes in your car. No, I did. And then mm-hmm. I was standing up watching the penalties, and mm-hmm. then I got the tummy rumbles. I felt something drop quick. And notice I sat down again during that penalty shootout. I was also sitting down. Yeah, I was standing for a while, and then <laughs> I had to sit because I was, this is not good news for me. Yeah. So then I went home. The tummy rumbles. All right. Well, I, I can't say anything to that. And I had to put the brakes on. I wasn't even like a fart or anything. Like, you know, sometimes you go, oh, I'm going to fart. And then mm. it feels a little spicy at the end. Mm. This wasn't even one of those. It yeah. was like, a, it's coming. And then, I, oh, okay, time to sit. How many, I, how many rounds did you have once you got home? Just the one. Just yeah. the one round. Lucky. But You're all right right now? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, for how long? Only God knows. But... Did you give it the Monte Carlo afterwards? No Monte Carlo. I have a bidet. Well, you could still mess around with the Monte Carlo. If you're wondering what the Monte Carlo is, you can check that out on our Patreon where Kyle demonstrates it. Uh, Read my mind. On video. That's what we got to do. Yeah. But we talk about the Monte Carlo there. It's a very good one. How did you think about What did you feel about the first Patreon episode? I had a lot of fun. It was... Uh, I felt like there were less... Not that we really restrict ourselves, but there was just a calm energy about just chatting behind a paywall where we don't have to worry about yeah a lot of different stuff so yeah man so we i think oh yeah that's right i had something i want to discuss on there and we did that and then we went off in a couple other directions i didn't expect that i thought we were just going to do like a 10 minute thing it ended up being 20 25 yeah and the other thing we talked about actually later that night i got high on weed and i was like shit did i really talk about that like i felt i was a little bit uncomfortable i was like that was fucked up i shouldn't told that we said a lot. We both there was a few things in there as well from your side and my side where I was kind of like, hmm, even though it's behind a paywall, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, and like I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm totally clickbaiting. I'm talking about like fucking snorting drugs, and yeah. that, that, that's just a, that's just one part of the story that I was like, yeah. that's not even the part I thought you were gonna mention. No. <laughs> so um, yeah, go check that out. Links in our bio. And we Bye. already got our um, and, and this is this is why I'm actually excited about it. I'm talking about promoting it and stuff is because it's different now. Like we actually have a plan put in place. This is gonna be one episode a week, and I'm already excited about the one we're gonna do today. I know you are. I've been waiting for this for two years. <laughs> Since you came back the first time, you told me this story, and I said you have to tell us on the podcast, and you said absolutely fucking not. I no. cannot do that. No. And you'd think this was written by a Hollywood writer. The script is just Mwah. the problem with it is that it involves someone that's like still there. Like uh, you, you've got some people in your life 
you talk to regularly and then you've got others that say hey once in a while right Mm -hmm. they're like that and i don't know if they listen to the podcast but if it's on patreon all right i'm still I, i think this person might even sign up to the patreon to hear it but hey fuck it can we interview this person on the Patreon and ask what the fuck is going on? If that's, yeah, you know what? If they if they reached out and said that was okay, then why not? But there's no fucking way I would ask. <laughs> oh, my God. That yeah. was too good. We're also going to start um, working guests in again. I feel like it's been a really long time. Yeah. And we love you, Nick. But Nick is our primary go-to for guests because mm. he's the smartest one. So... We're going to be mixing things up a bit. You got a good story. You got something you want to talk about. You let us know. Maybe. Maybe we should cut that. Does that seem desperate? for? He's got a story? No, I'm saying if anyone's listening and they have a story. Oh, I see. Anything. Give us a shout. Yeah, if you want to come on. Yeah, because you know what? We're going to try to get guests back in, switching things up a bit, liven it up. It's like uh, a couple who's... I wouldn't say our sex life has gone stale, mm. but um, you know, we're living it up. We're gonna invite someone else into the bedroom. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, um, we talked about how I napped and Kyle went pickleball. I was taking a nap when Kyle got here and uh he I didn't have my phone on or anything. He just he came in, hopped in the bed, and we were kind of just watching the football game. And then Michelle came in and uh it looked like we just finished having sex. And I don't know if you felt it. I mean, I definitely felt it. And I'm a stranger in the stranger's bed. This is my first time getting into your bed. Yeah. Usually, I mean, it's it's most people wouldn't do that. I'm already stepping the line a little bit. I just got into the bed and went under the covers too. It's mm-hmm. a little too far. I don't think so. But anyway, when Michelle came home, I feel like both of us felt it. Like maybe Kyle's not supposed to be in the bed, so we got up anyway. But also under the guise of well, she might need help with her groceries. So it was kind of like. Let's get up to meet Michelle at the door. Maybe she needs help. But it also felt a little bit guilty anyway. Ooh, we were bad. Yeah. We were being bad. <laughs> so then I got out of the bed. I'm pulling my shorts back to normal length because they kind of rode up a little bit. If you know Kyle or you're watching on YouTube, you'll know his yeah, shorts are offensively short. short. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm pulling my shorts down and I look to the right through the window and there's Michelle looking right at me. Yeah. <laughs> and with a cheeky little wave looking at you. Yeah. Very cheeky. Like, got ya. Got ya. But uh, that video will also be on Patreon. So we're doing more content. It's a big one. Oh God! Hey, speaking of um, of uh, participation from the listeners, possible guests, we did have a listener question. Mm. We can do that real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I do want to point out just to bust her balls. Uh, this is not really a listener question because she used to listen, but she explicitly said. Hey Kyle, I'm not even sure if you do the podcast anymore. And and let me add the next part with uh Chris, I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah, that's like, so, I played it. I played the voice message for Chris, and that's how she said it. I, I wish. What's you his name? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, I wish you didn't. Because now my heart's broken. Yeah. So Jenny, fuck you. Yeah. And um, but we're gonna answer your question anyway. And she said something like, uh, hour romance." So she's talking about she met this guy and they spent a couple days together and uh, they are oh overlapping with the other story. They met in Bali. Mm-hmm. They might have broken a law. I don't know if they broke a oh law or not. God, Jenny, get out now. Yeah, you got to run. Yeah, you got to get out. Of the Forget all the other advice. You just got to get out of there. Yeah, because this seek we're, asylum. We're not cutting this. Yeah. 
Um, so we can't say what, whatever she did, whether she did or did not, but I'm sure she did. I absolutely know she's knowing Jenny. She absolutely did. Um, if I had to guess based off of her not remembering me, she definitely did. She absolutely did. The only reason she can't remember men's names. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) A little too far. Um, anyway, she says she has this 48 hour romance with a guy. He's a foreigner. He, He had vacation in Bali or whatever. And then he left and she still hung up on him. She likes him a lot. And uh, she wants to know what she should do. She's she doesn't know if she should send him a long email and confess, like pour her guts out, confess her feelings. If she should get over him, she's looking for advice of this kind. What would you say about a girl who met a guy for forty eight hours? They're still in contact a little bit. She still likes him. Um, I would take it slow. Forty eight hours. It might have been a great forty eight hours, but it's forty eight hours. You know, you don't really know this guy. I think if you still have some sort of contact with him, unless you want the story, unless you want the lo- the fairy tale, it could crash and burn hard. What do you mean take it slow? Just keep the the chat and and if he gives you any indication, then maybe that's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a outright. I'm just gonna pour my my feelings out here and take a shot, because then you're leaving your chance. You're leaving yourself exposed. Have you ever been in a position though where you felt like? I would rather expose myself and be shot down than live in uncertainty. Cause I, I've had this before where I'm like, I don't know how she feels whether she likes me or not. I don't know. I would rather shoot and get rejected or find out. I, I would rather do that than live in uncertainty. I'm the kind of guy that'll try to draw hints out by saying certain things and then gauging it from there and then shooting my shot. Mm. Very uh, meticulous process for me. Hmm. So you think you would kind of play it slow? Yeah, I mean, because he could see this and say, wow, that's a little soon. What the hell's going on here? And mm. kind of pull back a bit. You would shoot your shot. Are we on opposite ends here? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, well, especially in light of the Patreon that we did, I said, I said a phrase, and I, I want to say it now, too. Do as I say, not as I do. Bleep it out so people go to the Patreon. Okay. That's good stuff. (laughs) I'm not going to bleep that out. But I think actually what I would do, I probably would do that. But I'm not proud of that because I don't want to be like that. But that's probably what I would do. You're a hopeless romantic. I am a hopeless romantic. But I think what the best way to do it would be like to look at it fucking realistically. Like you met him for 48 hours. Maybe you've been texting and maybe even calling. But the reality of it is, is that the percentage of time you've actually spent together versus the time you have spent away from each other is just tiny. So first and foremost, just look at it realistically and be like, this is not that big of a deal in your life. No, maybe it could be maybe at some point, but in the moment right now, like, I hope you're not spending too much time thinking about him. And if you are, I totally commiserate. I've done the exact same thing. I'm, I'm, you know, it just is what it is. But if you really want to know my advice, it would be to yeah look at it logically and realistically and probably just get over him to some extent. Yeah, because it's 48 hours enough time for you to even get, like, you know, you hear the love at first sight. Mm. That's kind of a, a movie and book type deal. I feel like, I don't know if that actually exists. 48 hours, I feel like maybe you're just excited about this new person and you're, I don't know, maybe it's clouding your judgment a little bit. Probably. I think so, because... 
a long confession letter. I mean, I have follow-up questions. Did he give any indication he's feeling the same way? So uh, I've talked to her about it. Okay. Other than this little vo- uh, question, but um, from what I understand, they're still in contact. So there's there's at least some degree of reciprocation. Mm. I should add too that um, this is actually the way my first serious girlfriend and I got together. And how'd that go? <laughs> son of a bitch that tone you're just so cocky and condescending because i know the ending of the story no it's so weird i think i told the story like two episodes ago right losing my virginity in vegas yeah i told it very recently yeah anyway she ended up being my girlfriend so we met for like 48 hours in vegas and we kept in contact and uh i think it was extremely reciprocal we were very into each other when i went home so yeah we were together for 48 hours but then we still kept talking and we ended up just deciding to be together long distance, 48 hours and then a year apart. Yeah. Um, and hey, hey, I don't regret it. I mean, it is what it is. But would I do it again the same way? No, I don't think I would. You must have uh, been a real, real. Uh... I was going to. You must have really wooed her with your personality and your jokes, because if you're losing your virginity. You're not throwing it down. I did. Really? Oh yeah. The first time I I I kind of just sat there. Oh yeah. I dead fished it. I don't know what I'm doing. Why'd you dead fish? I don't know, it seemed like the right thing to do. I have anxiety. I didn't know what to do. See, I think my um, I didn't know where to go. I think my secret weapon, as well as my curse, was just too much porn. Mm. I've watched a lot of porn, and I've also done the activity that goes along with that, and that led to me being pretty desensitized. So I did not have the common <laughs> virgin bust too quick problem. I had the opposite problem. I could not bust, actually. Wow. I threw it down. I really got it done. That's a sick brag. Oh, yeah. First time. Oh, yeah. I think I had maybe 10 seconds in the foxhole really? before I got blown out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your legs? <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, and I was sitting there with a big Lost a lot of good men. Yeah. Was it good for you? And it was kind of like a, well. Really? No, no. Was it really that dramatic? Like 10 seconds? It was bad, yeah. 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 I mean, it was the first time in there. I was 19. I think I was 17 or 18. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it was to the point where um, it actually wasn't cool for me anymore. And I think for her. Because mm-hmm. like I just really wanted to finish, but I couldn't. Okay. And it got like uh, I mean, still better than the alternative, I guess. Oh yeah, at least you got to spend some time. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, I don't know if we gave her any answers. <laughs> that's how, that's where it led. <laughs> just talking about busting or not. Yeah. <laughs> Forty-eight hour fling, virgin, three seconds, foxhole. <laughs> I I I don't know. I don't know, Jenny. Uh, fucking calm down. Yeah, yeah. Download the goddamn show and learn my name or something. Yeah, learn Chris's name and fucking calm down. No, but realistically, just play it slow. Actually figure out if what you're feeling is real. How? By taking it slow. You might learn you hate the guy. But she no, nah, I see that's 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 my problem with taking it slow. I think you you end up in this mode and you're caught there until somebody makes a move. Well, wait to make a move because how do you? How does she even know if this is real? What if she's? What if she's not going to see this guy in for another year? 
She just has to stay in this limbo for a year. Yeah, that's that's another little twist to the tale because you're not going to see him. Meet some other dudes. No, go for it. And then follow up with us. Go for it. Send him a long romantic text. <laughs> you completely changed. Yeah. All right, do it. Yeah, let's do it, Jenny. Yeah. Send that long romantic text. For the sake of the podcast and content, yeah. we're going to say go for it. Yep. We're selfish. There we go. Um, So we can kind of pivot here now. Mm-hmm. Let's answer that question. Got it out of the way. My name's Chris, by the way. Okay. Um, We both had therapy sessions since the last time uh, we spoke, I believe. Yeah. I'm a little more invested in yours. Why? Because you you got more action in your story. Mine is just the... I mean, I guess I can leave with mine because we'll probably go off yours a little more. So I was feeling like kind of down and I always describe it as bleh because I, I don't like saying, oh, I'm depressed to my therapist. I don't know why. So I said I've been feeling meh. We kind of went over that and um, went over some techniques and how I can get my momentum back and starting small, all that stuff. Um, and it was the first time a therapist had asked me if I had planned on harming myself. Huh. She said she has to ask it. They always ask me that. Yeah. That's the first time I got asked. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, I feel weird now that they always ask me that. That's the yeah. first time you heard it. Well, I'm more anxiety ridden. You're more depression ridden. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the first time I've ever been asked that. Hmm. So I guess if they catch any whiff of depression, that's what they ask. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's how it works. Yeah. What'd you say? I said no. Yeah. Yeah. If I had said, yeah, we probably wouldn't be here right now. Maybe. I'd be a butler. We'd be recording Maybe. from live on, on location. And that's why it's like, fuck, you can't even, you know, if, if you would answer that another way, you can't, or you just shouldn't. Yeah, if that's your know. goal. and you or I, guess, I guess you should, but. Oh, you definitely should. But you're not incentivized to, unless you want to go to butler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sucks. Yeah. Sorry, but go ahead. So you they asked you that question, and you said no, and then? That was at the very end of the um I almost said episode or session. Um, she asked me that, so we didn't really go any further from there. But um, I feel like I'm getting a lot out with this therapist. I'm talking a lot more and being more honest. Um, and I don't think that's uh, excuse me. Like I said, I just woke up from a nap. I don't think it's because of the different therapist. I think it's just because I'm more willing to be open and talk about it. I even told her I thought about canceling the appointment because I didn't want to go. That's good. Isn't that stupid? How yeah. like we're supposed to go? I know like when you're feeling down, it's tough to do anything. But like that's the reason we go there is mm. to figure these things out. And even then, I was like, oh, I might cancel. I always do that. Yeah, I always almost cancel. Every week, it's like maybe I'll cancel. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it hasn't been like a question for me. But that th- that that time, it was a uh, I don't know if I want to do it. Fuck! I just remember I got an appointment tonight. What time? late like 11 or 12 yeah so i got i got two now um i got my original online guy that i still pay for and i got my offline guy who uh the state pays for and um i came so close to canceling the online one because i checked up my membership and i paid again on the 13th and my appointment was on the 13th so i was like all right either i'm gonna see him and tell him this is my last time or I'm just going to cancel. And I was going back and forth, back and forth. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to, I'm just going to cancel. Cause whatever. I just, I just got to cancel. I already got a therapist. I don't need, I already got one. Yeah. You don't need them. That day he sent me a message 
on there, which is totally uncharacteristic of him. I don't know if he felt it or something. And he just said, Hey Kyle, looking forward to hearing from you. How you doing? And I was like, fuck. All right. I'll pay yeah. for another month. Yeah, yeah. Just that one message got me to pay about 160 bucks. Cause it seemed like for he, another month. he's interested in your well being. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I want to go back to yours though for a minute. Cause you, you said you opened up and I want to know what that means. And if it led anywhere interesting or, just even saying that I'm not feeling good as far as like depression wise, I feel like I don't, I would never bring it up. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of down, but whatever. And uh, this time I'm actually talking about it and saying it and it's not really discovering, oh, why you feel that way. It's kind of just figuring out like techniques. And I mean, I guess we kind of figured out why I'm feeling that way. Well, possibly feeling that way just like with the lack of motivation and not working towards anything currently and wanting to work towards a bunch of things but not actually executing that was kind of like the main uh focus so especially with like diet and exercise that's probably my main source of well my main thing i want to improve currently and i'm just not doing it no matter how bad i want to and how much i say i want to lose weight i just won't i can't get into it and we kind of just started talking about ways to like build that momentum. So I suggested, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just start doing like 50 push-ups a night at home. And she's like, well, let's start small, right? Because 50 a day, you miss one day, it'll turn to two and you'll get discouraged with yourself again. Maybe do 25 a night, three nights this week, and then build upon that going forward. Just setting very small attainable goals to kind of feel like I'm doing something. So that started this week. So did you do that? Yeah, I don't know. You can't tell. <laughs> what do you mean? Did I? Yeah. So yeah, I did. All right, that's cool. I don't know if it's building up my motivation to go exercise. I mean, we'll find out Tuesday if I go to jujitsu, which I I plan to. Yeah. Yeah. So just getting that motivation, I'm not finding it anywhere. I'm so fucking tired. <sighs> I feel you, dude. So um... it's the weather change, like the whole seasonal switch it's just so brutal that's probably something yeah for me i i find myself very confused about my own state right now and uh so i've been on medication for a week now i've been taking abilify for a week and i don't know if it's done anything i don't know if it's done anything to my mood i don't know if it's done anything because the thing is i find myself very tired and no matter how much I sleep, I still want to sleep more. But I, I think I was like that before, too. And also, the other thing is, I feel like I'm my appetite's really high. I feel like I want to eat a lot. And I Googled, and like weight gain is one of the things that happens, a side effect. But again, I always want to eat more. So I don't know. It, maybe this, maybe it's doing a bunch of things. Maybe it's doing fucking nothing. I don't know. And that's, that's just really frustrating me about that. Cause I think part of me, part of me hoped. Like, okay, I'm just going to take a medicine and like the next day I'll feel better. Because some people say that. So like you think say, it's a magic pill. Just like, oh, everything's good now. Some people say that. Some people say that happens. Uh, and I guess part of me was really hoping for that, but looks like that's not going to happen. So I don't know. I still got to wait it out. And, you know, one week is kind of short, I guess. Um, wait at least a month. But uh, so far, I can't really say it's helping me. And, and one thing I did want to say before you jump in is... um. You started off by saying that uh, sometimes you don't want to say you're depressed, so you say you're blah. Yeah, I don't know why I always say meh or bleh. Well, actually, I find myself confused about that very thing, especially now, because um, 
some people say before meds and after meds, they'll feel like zombified and like, not that they're depressed, but that they can't feel anything. Yeah. And I always wonder like, is that me? Can I not feel anything or am I sad? And I actually have a difficult time knowing which one of those I'm in. Yeah. I think it's because I mean, for me, at least you're the professional. You tell me if I'm depressed, I'll give you, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. You tell me, is this depression or is this just a bad couple of days? I don't want to be the one that says I'm depressed. I'm not a professional. So I think that could be part of it. Well, that's what sucks is this profession and whatever, it relies on self-reporting to a large extent. And then I'll like question my own self-reporting. Am I actually feeling this way or am I kind of handing it into a little bit? Yeah. Like what am I what am I doing? I think No, yeah, I I think I can say that with confidence. I think if if a mental health professional observed you over a long period of time and asked for reports from your friends and family, they would be able to diagnose you for some things without any input from you. For example, they observe you over a bunch of weeks and they see that you're you're just really tired all the time and you know your sleeping habits, your eating habits are not good, then they could do that. But if you're just like like what I've been doing, I've been meeting someone, talking to them for an hour. And then we're trying to get a hold on what's going on. Like that's a lot of self-reporting. They got to trust what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they basically got to. And, and I guess that's the case. Cause when I'm talking to the psychiatrist, I'm not trying to get fucking Adderall or, or something that would be a controlled substance I could sell. If I was, then maybe they would be less ready to diagnose me. Yeah. They'd be a little more skeptical. Yes. Cause I don't think anyone's using a Billify recreationally. I could be wrong, but yeah, I was going to ask if I could get some. Yeah. I, why not? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but do I have a point? I don't. I don't think so. I think I ran out a long time ago. <laughs> I just. I'm laughing at someone being like, "Yo, I got so fucked up on Delphi <laughs> last night, dude." Five milligrams, dude. It'll five millis of a it'll Delphi. straight in you out. Yeah, it'll. Yeah. Let me just say, wild night. Oh yeah, really, really <laughs> flat night. <laughs> Recreational Delphi. You just feel okay all day. Oh yeah, it was about self-reporting and about how okay, because this is what I was gonna say to him. There are several things within psychology. Okay, so you got the psychiatric diagnoses like depression, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, whatever. And then you've got these other things that are not exactly diagnoses, but they're things that are well known in psychology. For example, uh, avoidant attachment disorder or codependency or something like that. Several of those, one of the symptoms of them is not being able to identify your own feelings. And I think that's something I got. I think I have a very tough time knowing when I'm angry or when I'm sad. I think I just feel empty a lot. And then I'm trying to figure out what I'm feeling. Um, but it's not so simple for me. And, that, and that's why I find myself in that mode. I don't know if you've got anything similar. No, I do. Uh, I do. I feel like I have a hard time like figuring it out. Like, for instance, like anxiety or like anger, you said anger. Um, I won't know until like I snap at something that I wouldn't normally snap at. Like, oh, maybe there's something that I'm actually just really pissed off about. Mm. Yeah, like that happened to be yesterday. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm actually just generally angry at the moment. And it's not just a, I'm pissed off at this specific thing because I got no reason to be mad at that. There's the, it's not even I'm mad at something else right now. And I'm taking it out on this. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you do the same thing I do where you play these mind games with yourself where even in the moment where maybe you would just feel like maybe if everything was going as it should and you were just normal or what, what you know what I mean? 
Yeah. And you just felt angry. You would just let it out. But what I'll do is I'll feel some sort of anger and then I'll wrestle myself and I'll be like, well, should I feel angry? I don't know if I should feel angry. Is it my, is it really my fault? Is it their fault? And I've had situations where like maybe I'm texting someone or going back and forth. And part of me is like, you're pissed off. Just tell them you're pissed off. Yell or something. Yeah. And then the other part of me is like, "Eh, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. And it's like, I don't allow myself to feel emotions sometimes or something like that. Just insecure in your own feelings. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's like not, it's it's the people pleasing thing. It's like, if my emotion is going to infringe on someone else's mood, then I feel like yeah. their mood is more important than mine. Is it worth it for me to even say this? Because what if it starts something? And then... Yes, yes, yes. And like, oh, I can handle my own anger. I don't need to give it to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's very unselfish of you. But I'm sure there's a lot of times where you let things sit there and fester and really eat at you. And it depends, man. Because if you're talking about someone at the store, then maybe that is unselfish. But if you're talking about someone who's in your life in a major way, then you're just talking about dishonesty on some level. Yeah. You're talking about hiding something, maybe maybe not willingly, but you're talking about hiding a part of yourself, and that's not good. I wouldn't want someone doing that to me. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of anger in the store, I don't know what it is. I think I've talked about this before, but I'm just super pissed off at everybody anytime I'm in a grocery store. Me too. Get out of the fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave your cart there. You Use some tact when you're shopping. Don't just block a fucking aisle. Nobody can do it. No, everyone is dumb besides yeah. me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. The the situational and just spatial awareness on everyone in the grocery store is at zero. Except for at, you. At all the, oh, yeah. I'm locked in. Yep. I'm like constantly checking my perifs, mm. moving the carriage out of the way, making sure there's a lane for people rather than putting it there and then fucking looking at every single spice on the rack. My anger always sounds like, um, let's say I'm, I, I want to find a lane to, to go down right so i'm done on this side of the store i want to get to that side of the store i gotta find an aisle and i'm just looking at my right and i'm like of course there's someone there yeah. of course there's someone right fucking there they're right in the middle they, they always park their cart right in the middle you can go yeah. on one side but no they put it right in the fucking middle oh so i'm fired up talking about it i'm pissed there was a while where michelle was like hey listen just uh i got the groceries because every time i go in there i'm just you just always ended up beating up a Jew every time you went to the store. Yeah, we can say that because my wife's Jewish. <laughs> you beat her up. No, 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 a different one. <laughs> of the same gender. Assumed gender. Yeah. So she was just like, no, you can't come to the store. You've beaten up too many Jews. Well, yeah. Kanye told me to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't help yourself. I understand. Speaking of mental health problems... This was kind of interesting. I heard it on a podcast where they were saying, you know, everyone talks about how like we should take mental health more seriously, but we only do it when it's convenient. Um, I feel like people are now at the point with Kanye. Granted, he's saying it's an outlandish shit. That's not convenient anymore to be like, hey, this guy needs help. And it's easier to just kind of shit on him. This isn't a pro Kanye podcast. We don't like what he's saying. Kyle likes it. I don't like it. But the guy's clearly got some mental health issues and he's got a huge platform. He's off medication. He's losing his fucking mind. All right. I'm going to say the same thing I said about the goddamn Ukraine flags in people's bios on Instagram and shit. And that is that the popular narrative 
whatever that may be, sickens me. Yeah, well, I don't even think... It sickens me. And that's why people put the goddamn Ukraine flag in their profiles without knowing anything. I'm not pro or anti-Ukraine. I just don't think you should put a flag in your profile because you feel like you want other people to like you. That's the cause of, of the moment. And that's what's going on with Kanye, whether in the past it was mental health and now it's fuck Kanye or whatever it is. You're only saying that because everybody else is saying that. So you sicken me. Yeah. Think about all of the different causes and like movements to stop a certain thing. I feel like they all had their spotlight for a really long time and now they're gone. And nobody gives a shit. As soon as everybody else stops caring, nobody else cares. And nobody cares about Kanye all they care is what is everybody else saying? Okay, I'm going to say the same thing. I got to make sure not to say the opposite thing because that's what everybody else is saying. Everybody's saying, oh, we're mad at Kanye because, and some of the stuff he said is pretty rough. No, listen, that's pretty not, hilarious, that... but pretty rough, but really funny. <laughs> but still, but still, and that's the key. Before the narrative was, oh, Kanye needs help. Now the narrative is Kanye has gone too far. If If people were saying the other thing, they would be saying the same thing. The vast majority of people saying any one thing are only saying it because that's what everybody else is saying. That's all I'm saying. To be fair, the things he is saying have gone way too far. Who cares? But you still got to say, all right. He's not killing any Jews. He's not. So who cares? I don't know if I sent you this video or if we talked about this video, but there's a clip of him talking and he's saying, I was misdiagnosed by, I'm not going to say race, (laughs) <laughs> or anything like that, because I can't. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh God! If you have, have you not seen the clip? Because we'll no, I was. It, it, it is one of the funniest clips. Man, anti-Semitism is so weird too, because I feel like it was kind of out of the public eye for a long time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have my finger on the pulse, but yeah, I feel like disconnected. it just popped up again. Pretty like big. It comes up every once in a while, like Mel Gibson. Um, who was the other one? Whatever. But like, it's such a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Like to actually hate the Jews is, is kind of just for me anyway, it's just pure comedy because I've never had anyone Jewish in my life that I would even think about hating for any reason. I don't understand it. Yeah. Why does Kanye hate the Jews? I have no idea. Because they're taking over the world? They really are, though, right? They control the weather and the media. They do, right? Something. Good for them is how Tune I feel. Tune the Patreon. Yeah. Find out Kyle's real thoughts on the Jews. But it's just so weird, right? Like, why does Kanye hate the Jews? I think it's his idea is that they're like controlling the media and trying to silence him. Oh, yeah, he's right. Patreon.com. <laughs> oh. I knew I shouldn't have went there. No, he's actually, I, I think he's actually right, though. Well, I mean. Dude, we're not in Hollywood. We're not in the media. We don't fucking know anything. We could be. But I've heard some people, Patrice O'Neill is one of them, and I've heard other people that are talking honestly. They don't say anti-Jewish stuff, but they say the Jews are largely in control. Do me a favor going forward. Maybe just say Jewish people rather than the Jews when well, what just if, in case. What if I say in like a better tone? Yeah. That's a Louis C.K. joke. Yeah. You ever heard that one? I don't know. He, he basically says like it depends. Like you say, oh, the Jews or the Jews. Yeah, no, that makes a huge <laughs> difference. And you kind of had the second part yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll the Jews. Okay, so, so no more the Jews. Yeah, try it again. Uh, what was I talking about? The Jews. Oh, yeah, the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, Kanye needs help. 
Yeah, and... because the Jews should never be talked about disparagingly. No. Absolutely not. And he made college dropout. Let's help the guy and get more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Kanye, good the Jews. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, the Jews. Great job, Kyle. The blacks and the Jews. Cut that. The blacks and the Jews. <laughs> I hate you so much. I do, I do, I do. Hispanics. <laughs> you said Puerto Ricans. You said Puerto Ricans. Italians. The French. The French. They In- lost today. English and the Jews. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're very uncomfortable right now, aren't you? I'm not uncomfortable. I just don't like it. All right. It just doesn't <laughs> sound good. <laughs> I'm also on this podcast and have my name on it. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Um, so I know we kind of talked about maybe making these a little shorter. Yeah, let's cut it. And doing the Patreon stuff. Yep, we got our Patreon to do. And uh, have, have we gotten anyone new, by the way? I don't know. I haven't looked. Okay, well then, I think that's still a lot of you that have to suck my dick. Yeah, and he's only here for a short amount of time, so let's get those going. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Signing off, Kyle. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Cheers. This is life being bound to love.